He Shoots, He Draws is sponsored by the Westcott Rapid Box Switch in association with JP Distribution. Isn't it time you made the switch? Do it today at www.fjwestcott.com backslash switch. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of He Shoots, He Draws with myself, Dave Clayton, and the man who's not called Glenn is Glenn Dewis. (laughs) Hello, mate. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very good, very good. I'm roasting in my room here. I've got to find some kind of a cooling quiet cooling fan type thing because i am proper roasting but anyway enough about me carry on yeah we've got to give the impression that we're in some high-tech studio this is this is a top of the range podcast now mate of course it is we're pros yeah we're in a shed in the garden um yeah so anyways we said welcome back uh we hope you've been enjoying the um well we're on in we're in the 20s now so we're becoming a young adult in terms of podcasting (laughs) but uh we've had a few interviews now we hope you've been enjoying that format we're trying to mix it up a little bit and this episode is no exception. We've got another great guest. So, Glenn, if you want to tell the listeners, who is this? Yeah, while, while you'd, uh, I think while you'd left me again and uh, gone to New Orleans, uh, I got hold of uh, a friend of ours, uh, Adrian Sommeling, based over in the Netherlands. Uh, folks, I mean, I'll be amazed if everybody doesn't know that name because Adrian is just the most incredible photoshop digital artist and he's really well known for his composites especially those composites that he's done with his his son nick they've always got a you know load of humor to them but they are absolutely bang on the realism is incredible so i had a really good chat with adrian there was things i asked him that i didn't even know how adrian started i mean we're friends but i didn't know how he started and there's loads of other little kind of nuggets that he kind of threw in there, which were really, really good. I, when we were doing the chat, we are talking on Skype, and I'm forever putting my thumbs up to him, kind of giving the idea of, that is a great point. Well done, mate. Well done. So really great interview. Um, so, yeah, Adrian Sommeling, digital artist, coming up. And I've not heard this, so this is good for me, because when this episode comes out, it will be the first time I really listen to it when I upload it. So I don't know anything about this at this point as we record the intro. And I, I've known Adrian's work for a while. I mean, going back to the days when you and Calvin were doing a lot of the compositing yeah. and retouching, and Adrian was there. And here he is today, like five years on, and he's still like the, unbelievable. the top yeah. of the game. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Uh, but I, Dave, I might as well introduce this as I always do. Adrian. Who are you? Well, I'm uh, Adrian uh, Sommeling, and I'm a graphic designer. I am a digital artist and a photographer from the Netherlands. I'm uh, 51 years old, and have uh, yeah, that's you're old. never 51. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a wife and a little child. That uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Actually, I'm mainly getting my uh, my focus on advertising photography. I'm making film okay. pictures with my son. Okay, so I guess a lot of people know who you are anyway, because you're. You've, I think it's fair to say that you kind of became known in the industry because of the pictures that you were creating with your son Nick. Yes, and obviously there's there's way more to what you do. Yeah, but I, I, we've always said, me and Dave have said, when we do these interviews, we didn't really want to get to people to say how did you start, and what, but I actually I don't know how you started. <laughs> so I mean, you said you're 51, you don't look yeah. it. We need to talk Thank afterwards you. what moisturizer you're using. <laughs> But what? Uh, how did you get started in this? Have you always been involved in the uh, the art or photography world or what? Well, actually, I'm in the, my mother's an artist. 
So I was really young when uh, she was painting. I was sitting next to her. I was painting as well. So uh, I was actually always creating. And I have a complete theory about it, but I'm not going to bore you with this now. But uh, when I uh, went to school, I never knew what I wanted to do. Actually, till I was 30 years old, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So when I was 30 years old, I started working with an advertising agency. And that lasts for around two years. And after that, I started my own advertising agency. That was in 1990, when you just right. got born. And um, after, I think, around 20 years, I got bored with that. Right. And I wanted to do something else. And I saw some friends of mine. I saw them uh, taking pictures. And I thought, that's nice. They got likes on Facebook. And I thought, hey, that's, like, that's nice as well. Mm-hmm. And... I started with photography and I was just going outside and I was taking pictures of flowers and I was taking pictures of uh, um, yeah, buildings. But when I saw them, it didn't satisfy me. Um, it was not satisfying enough. I wanted to tell a story because I was used with my advertising agency to tell stories. Okay. And the best way to do that was actually by uh, creating composites because I was just alone. And when you want to create a complete new scene with models and with lights, I didn't have all that stuff. So I started creating stories uh, with my son as a model and with just some speed lights and uh, that's it, actually. Was that the question I talked so No, long no, it, it was totally, totally the question. It's, yeah. it's kind of really interesting to know because you say there that you evolved for 20 years in the kind of advertising industry. Yes. But then you move over into doing what you kind of do now, I guess, and that's where you get all your clients from now as well. Yeah. But you're using Photoshop and photography. But it, what what's amazing is when we when I first see you, I don't when I first see your pictures, it's like, wow, where on earth did he come from? <laughs> you know, because all of a sudden you're just kind of there. So you say that you just kind of started. You you, yeah. you didn't mention there about any formal training. It doesn't sound like you went to university or no. anything. You just, no, I take no. it, are you saying you're self-taught? Yeah. I, and wow. I'm self-taught in everything that I'm doing, actually. I right. know how to program websites with the PHP, jQuery, everything I taught myself because... The funny thing is, if I'm pretty impatient, and when I do things with other people and I have to wait for them, it's quite annoying, actually. Yeah. <laughs> then I think, oh, I better try it myself. And so I try things myself, and that's the way that I learn just everything. I think you can learn everything as long as your focus is there, as your passion is there. You really can yeah, do any, everything that you like. See, the, th- the thing about you is when I, when I was, I guess when we first started to kind of get to know of each other, um, I was kind of doing composites then. I enjoyed doing composites, but I've now kind of taken a different route. And naturally yeah. now I'm more compelled to do photography. So I don't yeah. do really compositing now. Yeah. But the thing about your composites is I know that there is always, you, you do some of them that are quite um, a comical side to them. There's a bit of fun to them. Yeah. But when you do a realistic composites, they could just as well be a real photograph. So what? What I guess what I'm saying here is, it's your understanding of light. Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> um, that comes from, um, like, like I said, I was painting always with my mother, and my friends were always painting uh, uh, things like Donald Duck. You know him? Yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse. I think I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and they were always thinking uh, painting that. And do you know the painter Don Lawrence? 
uh, Storm, he, he made strips like Storm and we call it the Holland Trichier. Right. And that strip, books, cartoon, right. comic books, they yep. really look like photorealistic paintings almost. Yeah. And my friends were yeah, drawing Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and I was drawing real people, actually. And when I got older, I started painting with oil paint, and I started to paint photorealistic paintings. And when you start painting, you really have to take care of every spot on a canvas. Yeah. So you really have to take a look where the light is coming from, what light is doing. Um, so my base of photorealistic painting helped me a lot with uh, photorealistic uh, compositing. So when it, when it comes to the composites that you, you do, and then you look at other people's works, because it is a very popular thing, but there is a, you can definitely tell when somebody knows it and knows yeah. the understanding. Is it fair to say then that when you look at other some other composites and you think it doesn't quite work, yeah. a lot of times it's going to be because of the light? Yeah, it's, a, it's the light and the shadows. And yeah. um, often I can understand that people don't understand the shadows. That's the hard part because I have to yeah. draw them. Yeah. But I hardly can understand why people don't understand the light. It's so obvious, actually, if the lights come from the right, on every subject, object in your scene, the light has to come from the same direction. Mm. Because it, but, I mean, you say it's obvious, Adrian, yeah. but what, 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 for, I guess for a lot of people it isn't because I don't, you know, forgetting compositing in Photoshop, when we look at normal photography, when we, let's say if we photograph someone in the studio and we have a soft box, beautiful soft light and what have you, that works great. Yeah. But then when you, sometimes when you see people photographing somebody outside on location and they might have quite harsh sunlight, you know, hard shadows, yeah. but then they'll also, they'll still then use the soft box on the person. So you see hard shadows on the ground and in the environment and then soft light on the face. Yeah. So it really is, light is it sounds obvious, doesn't it? But light really is everything when it comes to all this kind of stuff, isn't it? Be it the photography, the retouching and whatever. Yeah. Well, it is true. Light is everything. As shadows, eh? but shadows is yeah, it's part of the light, I think. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think about light as, you know, light has just a few rules, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, the rules of light, the uh, inverse square law. Yeah. Uh, that's... Uh, relatively is a big light source compared to your model makes soft shadows softer light and a small light source makes harsh shadows actually if you know that you know everything i think yeah but yeah i don't know so i i, I think it i don't understand often why people don't understand the light i think maybe it's because i, I guess one reason could be is because ultimately it's okay knowing it but if you're not doing it often enough not practicing enough yeah because i don't know who it was because it definitely wasn't me because it was a wise comment somebody made <laughs> but somebody said and i think i mentioned this in an earlier episode we had that and it sounds weird but to know and not to do is not to know basically <laughs> basically meaning it? it's kind of like if you say for example you can see behind me here loads of books yeah loads of Photoshop books, loads of photography books. If you're just a person who kind of reads this stuff and you go, right, yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that. But yeah. if you don't actually go and do it, yeah. then you might as well not know it because but, you're not putting it into practice. I true. guess that's the kind of thing that it means. True, that is, that, that's it. And, and what I also think is uh, you have to practice a lot, uh, doing it, doing it, but also 
analyze it a lot. I think not so many people analyze their own work. Um, I love to analyze my work. What's going on? What went wrong? Uh, last time I created a picture, and it's, for me, my best picture ever. Is this the one of the the camera that's in the being used as a boat? Yeah, this one. Uh, that is so cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link to some of the stuff that you want us to show to people, but that, that is a really cool image. I love it. Yeah, and it's, for me, personally, my best image ever. But it's I don't know exactly why it is my best picture ever. You know what I mean? And then I start thinking about it. What did I do here? Why is this picture my best picture ever? And I think in this case, because often I create pictures for my with my son, and it doesn't have to be get all the details. It doesn't have to be super good, actually. It's just the emotion it's the story that's more important compared to every detail uh, to work out every detail and in this picture it is yeah i just spent really time for every detail in the picture and you can see it when somebody puts lots of yeah time and effort in a picture you can feel it you can smell it almost so, so how that picture that we're talking about there then how long would that have taken you to create now this i really uh, only the pictures already uh, for the background uh, i went to that location two or three times just to get the light that i have in mind the perfect light so that already took more time normally i just take that background picture and it's good enough but now i went back till the light was right and it took me with the, taking the pictures in the studios. That was just one day. Uh, but the post process that I think that was around, yeah, I don't know, two, three, four days, maybe five days can be because the water, everything is done. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was just longer. Normally, if I create a picture, I could take the pictures in the morning and in the evening it's finished. But this one yeah, took a little bit longer also because I knew it would be a cover of a cover of a magazine yeah and yeah. so people look into details to everything and they just start complaining if it's not good so uh, see yeah. now here you are here's you saying oh yeah i take the pictures in the morning and by the evening it's finished yeah. that makes me sick because <laughs> 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 no, i used to think the amount of time that i used to spend on my compositing i used to oh man no way would i be able to get it done that quick and i'm i'm so critical yeah. But but you know what I'm I'm kind of I am glad that I've moved naturally away from it because I think the longer we're doing what we do yeah. you naturally find your your happy place don't you because clearly what you're doing is you were kind of as corny as it sounds you were this is what you were meant to do because yeah. you've you've just completely nailed it and I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. But if okay so somebody who you've got like an art art background you know you said you were drawing you did photo realistic drawings and then you've moved into the compositing. Yes. If there's somebody who hasn't got that, if they haven't grown up with that kind of uh, upbringing and um, exposure to art, yeah. how would you kind of suggest that somebody who wants to do compositing, yeah. how would they go about kind of getting as good as they can? I just forget it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, man. <laughs> no, um, you know, I think. You can do it. Everybody can do it. I just have years and years of experience, but everybody can build years of years of experience. Um, what you, what I did actually with the background of art was just looking how light 
is working with materials. For example, what is, if you look at the color gold or silver, for example, it's not a color. It's actually the reflection of the surroundings, silver. It's a, it's a reflection. It's not a color. It reflects the colors of the surrounding, so of the environment. So what I did all those years was just looking how materials are working with light, how materials are working with shadows. Um, it's just observing, actually. And everybody can observe, can observe, uh, ob observe. No, no, the, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody can observe the environment. And it's just, yeah, just look around you. Um, the, the good thing about drawing, to have that background, is that uh, compared to many photographers, you think about the composition in a different way compared to a photographer. Uh, in my mind, when I start, I have a blank page in front of me or a blank canvas. And in my mind, I position the models and everything on it. And that's the background that I have that makes it easier. But everybody can start thinking about the concept that they want to make. They can take a, yeah, a piece of paper, they can start drawing, and then you're exactly the same. Uh, you're doing the same like I always do. But everything takes time and practice. But everybody yeah. can do this. I'm very sure. That's that's the key word there, isn't it? Practice. Yeah. And I, and I guess really as well the, the although technology is brilliant and and things move at a very pa fast pace, when it comes to creating great photos, understanding light, great composites, you can't you can't rush it. You, you can't. No. Um, there's no. Pro you can't put a price on experience and practice and learning from mistakes and so on and so forth. True. And 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 you can learn because I. I saw some people who, uh, I started, I think, around seven years ago or six mm -hmm. years ago. And I gave some workshops after a few years. And I saw, not everybody, but people who went to my workshop in the beginning. And I followed them. And you really see them growing. Mm -hmm. When it was just a silly image in the beginning, it's now really, you can really see that they are growing, actually. And it's mm -hmm. all up to you, uh, how much time you invest in it and how much you analyze you yeah. can analyze what you are doing it's so important do you do you look at other people's work agent because one, one thing i talk about is for my photography i i draw a lot of ideas and inspiration from photographers that i really look up to yeah. you know uh, you know the names that we're all going to know like the dan winters annie liebwitz and those kind of people i look at their work and i'm yeah. I, i'm always looking at it on pinterest that's where i get like my ideas from is there anybody um well, actually, no, I guess, the, I guess the main question here is, where do you get your inspiration ideas from? Yeah, well, I, I try to look as less as possible to work of others. And it's not uh, because they are not interesting, those pictures. They are very, you, you mentioned Annie Leibovitch. I love her pictures, actually. And that's something that I want to nail as well. I want to try it just because it's a challenge. But uh, I don't look so much at work of others because I'm afraid for myself that I get too much influenced by it. Right. Or what happens also a lot is that you see pictures, you forget that you saw them, but in your unconscious, it's still there. And then right. a client asks for a new idea or I have an idea. And that's actually the same like picture that I saw before, but that I already forgot. And I don't want to copy other ones work. I want to be original. Yeah. So I try to look as less as possible at work as of others. 
And sometimes I do and I get inspired and I see some people are so good. It triggers me to get better. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because I thought for I just thought for a moment then I thought you were going to say I look at other people's work and I go oh no. <laughs> no. But no it's great to hear that if any if anything by look when you do look at some other people's work it yeah. makes you right I'm going to get better I'm going to get better. Because yeah. I, I I totally relate to that because one thing with me is that every time I do a picture I I my attitude is I'm only as good as my last picture. Yeah. Because I think so many people, and it's not just in the photography and, and Photoshop world, is they, they kind of ride on previous success from pictures from years ago. Yeah. And their portfolio is full of pictures from many, many years ago, whereas I'm kind of like, I need to keep fresh. I need to keep putting out new ideas and new pictures and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think we're we're singing from the same song sheet. Yeah, I think so. But I, <laughs> I, have a nice, I have a nice story about that. Um, when I just started... I made that picture of my son uh, behind me hanging in the wind. It's a black and white one. I love that picture. But it was colour first of all though, right? It, I remember that one, yeah. It was one of my first pictures. Yeah. And a friend of mine, because it was so successful, it was on 500px and I never posted someone, something there. And the next day I had 2,000 emails. Eh? I thought, what's happening here? And it was really successful. And... A friend of mine laughed at me. He said, what if you are busy for many, many years and this is your best picture ever? So you created your best picture at the beginning of your career. And I was laughing about that very loud, of course. <laughs> but the problem was for many, many years, it was my best picture, actually. Um, if you look at likes and uh, the times it was shared, for example, online. Yeah. Um, I hardly created an image that did it better. And then one day, luckily, I made a picture with my son. He is uh, in London with the, with, the, with the eye of London, that thing. Well, that did it much better. So I was really... Was that the one where you made the, the London eye look like the back wheel of a bike? Was yeah, that, that one? one. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, uh, and now lately, that last one that I created with the, with the Canon, the lens where they are sitting on it, that did it even better on Instagram. So I feel a little bit... Like the curse is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens, I think. I think it happens to people that they create an awesome image in the beginning of the career and it never gets better than that. And I, wonder, I wonder why, though. Is that because they just relax or they think, hey, I've made it? I don't no, know. No. Why, why is that? I because it was just a lucky shot, I think, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> it was just something lucky. And then maybe then they start copying that thing that they created before yeah yeah uh, because i can imagine if i want to copy my son in the wind i would create all kind of different wind images and yes, uh, yeah and then yeah you just become a copy of yourself and yeah i don't know this yeah yeah just like that well, one thing else I wanted to, I've got my little note here of things that I definitely wanted to speak to you about. And I, I kind of know the answer to this one, but I want to kind of act as if I don't, because I want you to get your response to it. When when I was recently out in the States, I was on this, this panel of people and it was called Going Pro. And one of the questions that somebody asked from the audience was, how do you make that transition from being a um, hobby uh, photographer or researcher to then going into business and being full time? Yeah. Now, I'll just ask the question: You doing your uh, Photoshop, your photography, and your advertising work? Is that is that what you do full time, or is that something that you do as a, a kind of an extra business that you have? No, it's actually uh, it's full time what I'm doing now. 
Okay, so yeah. with it being full time, then and again, I, I kind of know the answer to this, but yeah. I want to I want you to hear it from you. How do you how did you make that transition to go from having your job yeah. and doing this uh, for Photoshop and photography on the side as an extra little business to then saying right, I'm now going to do this full time because. The reason I ask is because I think a lot of people want to know it because it's a scary thing to suddenly say, right, I'm leaving my job. This is what I want to do. How how did you do that? And and kind of what what happened? Well, for me, it was actually easy because I always had my own company. So uh, I made websites. I created websites also as a living. And that was for my main income for a while. And so it was very easy for me to also start with photography. And so... It's just that there was a time that I did more photography compared to creating websites. So it's actually the, the part of the website just naturally naturally disappeared slowly. Uh, so it was really an easy uh, transition for me. Right, okay. And, but I think because what you are saying now, and I see it a lot around me, people who have a job, but they also want to start a professional photographer. And for me, it's always because I like risks in life. Eh? I always think, just do it. Just do it. Stop the job if your wife agrees with you. I was just, <laughs> there you go. There's the key. <laughs> because on, the, on this panel, uh, there, I mean, there was me. There was, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, Tim Wallace, who's an, uh, an automotive photographer, you know, incredible yeah. works with companies like Aston Martin and so on and so forth. Our answers were very different uh, because Tim's very much kind of, if you're going to do it, just do it. Yeah. If you're going to commit and do it. And I, I totally get that. Yeah. But then you can almost see in the audience people going like this, this kind of like shell shocked <laughs> like that because, because being a realist, um, you know, it's not quite, so, I don't think it's quite so easy to say it that way. If, I mean, you, you say you've got a full-time job. That was your, that was your job. That was your business. Yeah. But if you're working for a company and you've got um, dependents, you've got a wife, you've got kids, you've got a mortgages and all yeah. that kind of stuff going on to say, that's it. I'm going to jump. I'm going to just do my own business. That's a huge risk. So I was kind of saying to people, look, do a slow burn. If you can in your job, if you're working five days a week, see if you can work four days a week, first yeah. of all, to see, and then slowly build in. I mean, what, what, what would be your take on that? I think that uh, that you're right, actually, because I like to take risks, but I did it already in my whole lifetime. But people are not, not everybody's like you. And like you said, some have a, a how do you say that, a mortgage? Yeah, mortgages, loans, yeah. all that kind of stuff that people have. Yeah. yeah, and you have a family, you have a son uh, or a daughter or yeah, kids to feed. And it's not so easy to say, I like to say to them, yeah, just stop with it. But the reality is, don't do that like that. What you have to do is just work twice as hard, I think. Um, you start with your, you have your regular job, but you also have to work very hard with the job you want to do as a photographer. And there will be one time a day that it starts conflicting, that you don't have enough time anymore for this job, or you don't have enough time for the other job. And so it's, it works out itself. If, if you see you have you can earn more with photography, start like you said, you start with four days working. And then you start with three days working if it's allowed by the company, of course. Yeah, yeah. And if they don't allow it, yeah, then you you see already if you earn money with photography, then I would say, yeah, just take the risk. Then then stop that that other yeah, that other job. Yeah. 
I think that's fair. But enough. I think your I think your approach is uh, is the best. It's, it's the best for people who already have a job, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool. And a family. All right. I just wanted to ask you that one because I kind of knew that you. I knew that what you were doing is full time now because I remember when we spoke and you said you were going full time, and yeah. so I knew you were doing that. But I just wanted to see what your take on it was. All right, okay. So here's something then. Yeah. Uh, this is something we t- try to ask people on every uh, interview that we've done so far. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I didn't give you time to think about this. I don't think. So the two things I want to find out from you. Yeah. What do you love about the whole industry, photography, Photoshop? What, you know, anything. What do you love about what? we're involved in and what do you loathe or what don't you like so let's start on a positive okay and then, what do you what do you love about this whole industry i actually love everything um that's a cop out you can't say that I, yeah <laughs> but it's really true i i think um what i love so much about it is being surrounded with other creative people with people that are struggling to get the best out of themselves. Uh, if you're good or not good, it doesn't matter. As long as you're struggling to get the most beautiful pictures or you're trying to get that, I really love that. And just people who want to be, who are creative, that's what I really, really love. Okay. And the don't things that, and the things that I don't like so much. Okay, is, <laughs> keep it clean. No, yeah, yeah, no, there are not so many <laughs> things that I don't like. What I only think is that uh, I think that the industry, the photography industry, is too conservative with many, many things, and that's uh, the, especially the brands. Okay. And I think um, there are so many possibilities. Um, I don't know how to say that. Just like events. The events, they're already for many, many years the same. Nothing okay. happens. Nothing is changing. It's always the same, actually. Uh, how they present themselves on an event, on a photography event like the Photokina, it's always the same. Okay. And I think that it must be possible to do that in a different way, to make it more inspirational, to make it more attractive for people. And I think there are not enough yeah, changes do you, do you think that you said the word inspiration there do you think that is the main thing that's lacking do you think do you think the industry focuses too much on the technical and the how-to as opposed to the most important thing which is inspiring people yes i really think that i really think that because um yeah they show features in cameras and of course they have to sell the camera so it's i can imagine that they show those features and everything yeah but the most important thing to create a good picture is your eye it's it's you can even take beautiful pictures with a mobile phone nowadays um and also with a bit of with a with a camera that's already 10 years old without all the features it's your eye that creates those beautiful pictures and it's not the camera and i don't know it's uh i think things can yeah just change i don't know what but i love almost everything I, one thing that I don't like, I want to mention that as well, <laughs> and that's uh, the jealousy and that people, uh, photographers, see other people, other photographers as competitors. Yeah. And Do you know, just, just putting in there, I, I wanted to carry on, but it's really interesting you mentioned that because on the episode that we had going, I think it's episode 20, I think it is when there was me and Dave, we sat down with two guys 
uh, I mean, legendary Rick Salmon yeah. and a guy called Larry Becker. And Rick, the big thing he talked about was there is no competition yeah. because we're all different. Um, so, sorry, I don't know why I put it in then. Carry on. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Jealousy. But, but that's true. There is no competition. Uh, you, uh, even with styles, people don't understand. You are your style. You are your style. You cannot copy a style because you copy somebody else's personality and you're not that personality, so you cannot hang on with that style because it's I'm not so your personality. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And, um, and what I think is if you are afraid of competitors, you are not in control anymore. You are afraid of others and you're not in control anymore. It's the negative way of uh, approach. It's a negative approach. And I think you always should be convinced about your own strength. And that makes you unique. And so there are no competitors. Yeah. And, and, and I really like, I know photographers who hide their light setup and everything. And I think if I look at your image, I know where the light's coming from. You exactly. don't have to hide that. Your, yeah. your image just shows that. Yeah. But they are also secretly, and I think that's the wrong way. And if you are this business, if you approach this business in that way, I don't think you will come very far. Yeah. I, I always used to say to people, because I remember when, when I first started out and I was sharing, just like you do, we share how we do things because... Yeah. Because we're in, you know, because we like to see people grow and develop, but also we understand that we're all we're all different. And if we do share a technique, then how that person does it will always be a little bit different yeah. because we are different people. And I remember some people, you know, many times people asking me like, you know, uh, aren't you afraid that people will steal your kind of work? And I think we'll know. And I said, well, do you know what? If there is somebody, if ever you speak to a photographer and they kind of like very guarded about what they do and it's all very cloak and dagger and I can't possibly tell you. To me, that just says one thing. Well, two things, actually. Mm -hmm. Number one, their insecurity. Yeah. But also, if you're so worried that people will copy you and you, they'll take work from you, that's saying that you need to get better. Yeah. That's saying that you've kind of stayed at the same level for too long. Exactly. That's so, what I'm thinking. I think the same as well. It mm. is... Uh, yeah, it's insecure, and indeed you you think about the strength of others and not your own strength. Yeah, and that's just yeah. Then then you're not in control anymore if you do that. And I like to be in control. Oh, don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Listen, we, I, we could chat for yeah. ages. There's so many things I want to ask you, but I want to kind of try and save some in reserve because at some point I'd like to get you back on here again. And this was very spontaneous. Yeah, I know. Obviously, because earlier on today we were having a chat about a few things, and yeah. I thought. Damn, why didn't I speak to Adrian and say, Oi, come on, get on the podcast. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I, never, I never did this before because I always get nervous a bit, but with you not, of course. Well, I just thought your white balance was out, mate, looking at you now. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but now you say you're nervous. You've got to wait. No, listen, honestly, you've you've I think you've covered so much there and so much I think is really relevant. So, yeah. so mate, thank you so much for that. But listen, you're before welcome. we go, yeah. uh, I mean, we'll chat afterwards anyway, but before we go, where we're going to put some links in, but where, where can people see your stuff where would you want people to go and have a look to find your stuff no i think uh, instagram is nice uh or facebook i don't do so much anymore with uh, me, me neither no, me yeah neither. facebook it feels like they changed so much with the algorithms it doesn't feel like it did for a few years ago actually yeah i know um, joel grimes is kind of joel and amy grimes they've moved away from facebook as well they're focusing much more on instagram i can imagine i can imagine and uh, I, for me i think facebook i don't know i, I just predict that in a few years, Facebook, Facebook might be gone, actually. 
Uh, but Instagram is a nice one at 500 px. But Instagram is more nice. I think it's uh, yeah. Okay, and what's what username should folks look for? Adrian Summerling? Yeah, or? just Adrian Summerling. All right, well, well, I'll speak to you after. We'll put some more links into things because we've mentioned a few pictures. I want to make sure that we put the correct links in so people can see the pictures we've referred to. But um, Adrian, we'll carry on this chat. Yes. But just for now, I want to say thank you so much. You're, You're welcome. a good man. And I will be coming over Yeah. so we can hang out. Yeah, that would be All great. Right. Cheers, Adrian. Uh, okay, thank you, man. Hi, and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. We're here again, and thanks for joining us weekly. And now bi-weekly is going to be... Don't laugh at me! <laughs> now bi-weekly is going to be... It's going to be... Uh, three, two, right. one. Okay.